Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome to another edition of Around the Coin, the premier podcast for all things banking, payments, and fintech. Here are your hosts, Mike Townsend, Brian Romley, and Faisal Khan. You're listening to a special edition of Around the Coin. My name is Faisal Khan. Automated Clearinghouse, or ACH, is the de facto method of how bank-to-bank transfers are cleared in America today. The U.S. is one of the very few developed economies that does not have a real-time payment settlement mechanism for bank consumers. The archaic ACH takes up to three days to clear payments. Today, 23rd of September 2016, is a historic day in the United States in many ways. Forty years in the making, today marks the very first day of what has been called as same-day ACH or SDA. Whilst it is an instant settlement, it is progress nonetheless. I am very pleased to have on our show Jordan Lempe, who is the VP of Communication and Policy at Dwala. Dwala is a payments-related financial services company in Des Moines, Iowa. It is one of the members of the Federal Reserve Task Force on Faster Payments. The company already has a real-time mechanism for faster payments, aptly titled FiSync, as in Financial Sync, that enables real-time payment settlements amongst member banks. Jordan, nice to have you on board. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me, Faisal. So before we jump into the questions that everyone is dying to answer uh, or ask of you, let's have a little bit about your background. How did you get into the whole payments industry? What's your background? And specifically, how did you land up in Douala? Well, it's actually kind of interesting. Um, I I started my career uh, doing some foreign service work, and I I thought I was always going to do that, going to work at an embassy or for the State Department. I interned over there, and it turns out I hated it. So um, I actually came back to, to Iowa where we started and I worked for a local PR company and uh, basically kept on falling in love with, with this one story, with this one account. And uh, it was Ben at the time, uh, just he and his co-founder. And, and Ben is as in Ben Milne, who's the yes, co-founder so, of Dwala. Yeah, Ben, uh, ben Milne. Uh, he, he basically pulled me aside one day and was like, you know, I, I don't see you having fun. Um, why don't you come do this at Dwala? Worst case scenario, you have a good story to tell. And uh, I've always been really big about telling stories. I'm, I'm in love with stories, and payments is probably one of the most complex and convoluted stories out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and to have the opportunity to help this company that was trying to solve such a big problem was uh, really intriguing to me. And this is back in 2011? I started actually working on his account in 2010, but I came over to Dwala full-time at the very beginning of uh, 2011, yeah. Hmm. And has payments always been something you've been doing before, your background, or no? 
No, no. I, I, I've always been curious about payments and, and trying to understand how data moves. And payments to me seems like a, a very, very um, important piece of data at the time. And I was like, well, let's, let's figure out um, uh, how this can become more efficient. How do we tell that story? Hmm. And, and what is it that you currently do at Douala right now? What's your role over there? We still wear a lot of hats. You know, for the longest time, we were all kind of consider, considered builders. Um, but really where I come in is, is help tell and navigate the story of Douala, um, you know, whether that's from a policy perspective, um, whether that's from an industry relations perspective with, you know, things like the Federal Reserve's Faster Payment Task Force, um, doing a lot of stuff with Same Day. Uh, really, we take a very strategic lens uh, when it comes to marketing communications, where I think a lot of other folks are kind of used to marketing communications being a tactic. Um, we really wield it quite aggressively and, and, and um, help allow the story to kind of be told through the product sometimes. Good. So before we jump into actually why this is a very historic day for the U.S. and payments and you know what Douala's role is, Explain to someone you know who doesn't know much about the U.S. why America hasn't been able to have an instant settlement payment platform for so many years. And the ACH is, is what, 40, 40, 50 years old? 40, 42 years old. Wow, 42 years old. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a damn good question uh, with a pretty simple answer, and that's just it's, it's hard. Um, you know, uh, one of the reasons I, I go back to is, we have one of the most diverse financial landscapes in, in the world. No I doubt, think. no doubt. Last time I, I, I did the numbers is like about 12,500 financial institutions. Um, that's more than all of Europe combined. Uh, and, and those are the cornerstones of, of our payment processes out over here. And um, you know they're not necessarily the fastest ones to uh, embrace change. Yeah, one of the other big reasons is, is uh, and you really see this playing out with the faster payments movement, is we don't have a very clear, we do not have a clear-cut regulator when it comes to payments. And this is very important, right? Because everywhere else, it is a regulator-driven initiative, except in the U.S. where you don't have one. Exactly. And I think David Birch, um, the other day when uh, we were on the phone together on, on Banking Banks, had mentioned that there's about 67 platforms that are uh, 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 real-time platforms from different countries. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was going to ask, but I didn't get the chance, you know, to underscore that point, how many of those were done and led by the market? The answer is zero. None of them. Market-driven, I I doubt anyone, right? I would agree with you, yeah. So the United States, we don't, since we don't have a regulator, since we don't have anybody uh, to, uh, you know, tell us do this or else i mean it, there's a lot of why not put this on the back burner you know why not go chase down revenue streams that are a little bit more lucrative for us what's the point so there is this question that's asked right i mean you have three regulators per se uh, on the federal level you have the federal reserve you know member banks of the federal reserve you have the fdic and you have the occ which is the officer uh, the office of the controller of the currency wouldn't they be the right regulators to take these first step forward and say okay let's get everyone on board well the feds already came forward and basically um 
has said in, in no uncertain terms that they do not believe they have the legal authority to mandate a faster payment system. And you start looking at the other charters, and I'm not an expert on the OCC um, and, and other regulator, regulating uh, organizations, but you start looking at the charter and it's not very clear. Um, I read a report one time uh, that basically talked about mobile payments. And the question was, this was from the, from the Fed banks, who should regulate mobile payments? And they outlined eight different agencies that could stake a claim on regulating mobile payments. So you can kind of see where the confusion comes in. And the, that lack of leadership has basically entrenched the status quo uh, that we have now today. Uh, you know, I mean, I understand the key word was mandate. You know, the Federal Reserve doesn't have the mandate. But what does it mean for the Federal Reserve to have a committee for faster payments? You know, this task force. That, what, what, how did it come into being? And what is Douala's role into that? Yeah, to, to really understand that, we've been following it for a while. Um, in 2013, they do a, I think, I, I think it was actually 2012, they do a refresh, an innovation roadmap refresh. And I'm, I'm sorry if one of my Federal Reserve friends out there, I'm, I'm totally butchering this, but they, they said, we're going to try to be a catalyst for change. We're going to try to really force some innovation into some what otherwise are pretty stagnant areas. So this is like a roadmap uh, for the next five years or something. Yeah, it was like a five-year roadmap. And so in 2013, what that meant from the payment industry was a complete about-face. So towards the end of 2013, the Federal Reserve said, we're going to issue this uh, paper for comment, basically saying, you know, let's stand up a, a faster payment system. Let's get everybody's responses. And the industry just responded because this that, that swung countered about 40 years of policy the Federal Reserve had placed, saying, this is going to be hands-off. Now this is them taking a step forward. So they had about 200 different response papers come in, uh, representing something like 80,000 organizations. And I think that took them back. And um, basically then they, they set up a calendar for about two years. They roadshowed. They collected responses. They really did all they, – they hit the pavement. And they hit the pavement hard. Uh, and then fast forward to 2015 in January was when they released their strategies for um, improving U.S. payments. So I believe there are about 18 members on the task force. Is that correct? No. Well, that's one of the things is what came out of that paper was they said that's where they kind of said we don't have a mandate, but instead we're going to set up this task force. Collectively, the task force that they set out to, to, to bring together uh, when you do the faster and the secure is something like 500 private and public individuals uh, from, from different organizations. Of that, there's uh, 18 um, steering committee members to which Dwala was elected as, as one of those uh, to represent the non-bank service providers. So what does that mean? I mean, in plain English, uh, one would assume that such a mandate would, or rather a committee or task force would end up recommending a single platform for the United States. Are we going to be seeing that or are we going to be seeing a commercial push where you'll have multiple platforms and, you know, the 800-pound gorilla wins? Um, unfortunately, it's not the answer that everybody loves. And at the same time, I encourage people to recognize the progress that we had. No, there, when, the, when the final report comes out, it's not going to be one solution anointed. This is it. We're all good to go. Really what you're going to have is uh, an evaluation of many different proposals. I, last, last count I heard there's about 20 
uh, that have gone through this rigorous analysis process, this rigorous feedback process, uh, and basically inside of that report, uh, you, you're going to have all these folks lined up next to each other. We're going to be able to see the pros and cons, and hopefully that in of itself will kickstart the next level of discussions that I think needs to be to, to be had. Um, but you know, to the point, you know, we're still we're seeing faster payment solutions come to market, um, and I think the value that really the, the faster payment task force has provided is pro- providing some cohesion, some some collaboration, and what otherwise it is, is an industry known for none of it. You know, when when you see banks agreeing with retailers uh, across the table from each other, you know that there's something very magical happening. And so we, we really got a level set. Everybody's got to be on the same page. We agreed on these 36 criteria, um, which was huge, uh, which would serve as the rubric for the reviews of these. And really now what's really fun is getting in and saying, okay, well, you know, the clearinghouse has announced the fact that they have their proposal. You know, some of the other companies have as well. What opportunity is there now to collaborate, create interoperability, and maybe have multiple systems come to market? Because it, it is going to result in that, right? I mean, you have Ripple pushing their platform. You have Dwala pushing their platform, IBM. You have the people from Vocalink in the UK and and Swift and so many. It It just... You know, it's almost confusing as to see what the end result is. It's it's more of the survival of the fittest on a commercial sense, if you will. It is a little bit of that, and I, I'll be the first one to agree with you. But I, I would actually throw a different question at you, and that is to say, you know, absent this committee, absent this task force, where would we be instead? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I mean, I, I totally agree. Nowhere. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, the the benefit of going through this process is we the industry is more clear now than ever before on where the deficiencies are inside of our own system. You know, who is that regulator? Um, how is interoperability going to come about? What are going to be the business models? Uh, how are we going to talk about access to this new system? And that's one of the places that we're really excited to play into is that is that access capability. But you know, these are conversations that otherwise would have existed. You know, behind closed doors. At least we're doing this in a way that the whole industry can get buy-in, get more comfortable, refine their products, plan their roadmaps accordingly. So, you know, it, it's a big win, um, and it might be frustrating that there's no clear, clear winner out of all of this. But it's a lot better than the alternative, in my mind. So let's run with that. So, if there is no clear winner, there are multiple providers. When do you realistically see, and, and let's not take Dwala's example, I want to take that a little little ahead, but when do you realistically see a solution coming out in the market which is going to be adapting faster payments as the norm? And when you mean norm, you mean ubiquitous. Yeah. And, and that's defined by the um, task force as the ability to have anyone receive a real-time payment. And I think what's really powerful, at least in, in, uh, inside of our proposal, is uh, the internet technologies that are out there um, and using those and leveraging those to actually on day one, if you want to register for a service, um, you can do that and you can get that day one as soon as that system comes live, regardless of, 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 of who your um, provider is. Uh, that's getting a little bit into the weeds. I guess I'll, I'll up-level it and maybe address the question. Now, I think, I think we're about three years out. Most people are saying between 2020 and 2022 is when we will really start seeing faster payments in the U.S. take off. Do you agree with that? 
Um, I would say 2018, 2019. Um, you know, one of the things that I'm really excited as we enter this next phase of, of the task force review process for these proposals is really getting a sense and understanding how these other proposals are thinking about uh, reach and distribution and access. Uh, that to me is really going to dictate the adoption of this system and its overall success. So today is a historic date, 23rd of September 2016, where same-day ACH, or SDA as it's called, is launched in the U.S. Explain what it means for the payments in the U.S., and and more importantly, does the same-day ACH mean it's now available immediately for everyone, or is it something you have to opt in? Explain a little bit more, please. For sure, and I got to say that that's probably going to be the tiniest footnote in every other history books, but in every payment nerd's book, it's going to be a big one. Um, really, it's, I mean, this is 40 years in the making. This is the system that basically serves as the backbone of the American economy, the world's largest economy, moving over $40 trillion every single year. And that's just an estimate. I think it's now about $45 trillion or something. Um, I, I, yeah, it's, I'm going off of uh, ACH's uh, or Natchez numbers. But yeah, it, either way, it's ridiculous. Um, and I don't, I don't think people really totally understand how pervasive it is, but they are familiar when they see this two to three day business wait time and immediately they, most consumers have a very negative uh, reaction. But businesses nowadays are, are kind of used to that process and it's almost like a learned helplessness that, well, this is just the way it is. Well, what Same Day ACH does is actually provides um, a mechanism or, or, or transaction type to allow f- uh, financial institutions to originate these transactions and uh, have them settle at the receiving fu- uh, institution same day. Um, and, and that's a really, really big win uh, for, for everyone, uh, in our opinion especially. Does everyone have to opt in? or I mean, for example, if my bank is offering three-day settlement for ACH, does this mean that Monday morning I can get same-day ACH? Or is this something that they have to inherently you know, adapt or build into their systems and then become part of the NACHA framework? Well, let's, let's, let's split this into uh, two categories here. You know, from, uh, from an end-user perspective, the person receiving the funds. The brilliance about these new NACHA ruling is that every financial institution co- connected to ACH has to receive um, uh, same-day ACH credits. That, that's actually brilliant because, you know, of the – of the banked population in the United States, 99.9% of them are connected to ACH. And the fact that the whole banking system voted and to, to adopt same-day ACH, I think is a vote of confidence that that reality is here. So while not every single financial institution is forced to originate, every financial institution is forced to receive. So that makes it really valuable for um, businesses that maybe are, are, are marketplace and they have to pay out their vendors or creators or drivers, that sort of thing. Because unlike other systems, it's not going to require you to download some app, right? You just connect your already existing bank account uh, to the platform and then that platform can push payments to you with uh, certainty that they would settle by the end of the day. Uh, and I, that's a really, really powerful step forward for a lot of businesses uh, and their operations, especially if you consider that this is going to be at a much lower cost than you know other alternatives like push to debit or you know credit. Some people are even using credit cards still to do payouts. Um, this is a 
this is a, a, an affordable solution that's going to actually make a significant impact. And does Douala uh, partake in the same-day ACH? Yeah, last uh, actually on Wednesday we announced our uh, pilot program where we're going to start uh, opening same-day ACH, um, the ability to set up and send uh, same-day uh, same ACH, that's a tongue twister, uh, to credits to their end users. So again, platforms. And because we're rendering it in an API, you know, it's a really, really accessible and easy way for these um, these platforms to create a a new experience for their user, a new price point for their end users, uh, um, new cash flows. So this is already built into your API stack. Well, we have the API for ACH already as part of our white label ACH. What this is really going to do is going to start uh, allowing credits to then also be sent through that same API. So we're, we're working on it in real time with a lot of different partners. We're really excited about it. There's um, uh, a, a lot of buzz going on around how these different folks are going to use it. And I'm really excited to see the use cases uh, emerge. For sure. So explain one thing. Is Dwala's FiSync somehow related to the same-day ACH? Because I understand Dwala does have a product. It's called FiSync. It's more or less, if anyone knows in the banking industry, it's a real-time RTGS system, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, so the, the FiSync is, is, FiSync is essentially an, ex, uh, an extension of our existing real-time platform, how payments move from one user to another user. In this case, we just built a special API to connect to the uh, financial institutions and right now, you know, for example, BBVA Compass um, are using uh, uh, FiSync to provide their end customers a way to process or send and receive payments in real time across the platform. And it's a really powerful thing. It, its relation to this uh, same day ACH is different. Same day ACH is ubiquitous um, in the sense that everyone must re can receive a same day. Uh, ACH credit, FiSync really is still dependent on the financial institutions that are connected to it. So the more people that we have connected to FiSync, obviously the better that service is going to be. But as we've already mentioned inside of this discussion, the the, the sense of ubiquity for real-time systems in the United States among banks just isn't there. It's one of the reasons why we've we've kind of we, we've invested so much time and 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 focus into the task force. Because we want to be able to influence and help bring that that market that reality to market. Uh, you, you know, just pre-recording uh, of the show, we talked very briefly about how you know the media was taken surprised by all this same-day ACH announcement. Uh, your comments on that? Your thoughts on that? Well, you know, ACH is, as I mentioned, ACH is thoroughly complicated and um, isn't the easiest thing to necessarily understand. So it's a lot of work. I think for uh, folks to pick up and say, "Oh, I'm going to write a story about ACH." Probably the least sexy thing I could write about <laughs> this year. Yes, it is a dry subject, no doubt. It, it is, and, it, and it's it's tied up in nuances and and and, and vernacular and lexi uh, just a lexicon of stuff that even if you even if you and I were probably talking about settlement, the word settlement that that can evoke two different responses. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a really difficult subject but i think as people start understanding what the bigger picture is that 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 essentially uh 40 trillion dollars worth of payments are now i shouldn't say that yet will be eligible by by 2018 to be same day that's a very powerful thing for the economy to realize start interpreting and then taking action upon that's so much efficiency being just 
injected in the system over a period of a few short years that I think um, people can get excited about and rally around. Do you think it's going to put uh, some, I guess, businesses out of business when when same day goes into effect and rather when same day goes into effect throughout the U.S. and faster payments come in? I mean, a lot of businesses would go out of business, right, who are into payment processing? Uh, no, not necessarily. I mean, a lot of people are making a lot of money off of providing the software for these financial institutions to to, to uh, facilitate same day payments, debits, and credits. So, I think I think really what you're going to see though is as real time comes to fruition, people are going to really need to adjust their business models and and their products and services uh, accordingly. I think, especially you know, banks. Especially banks, and I, th- I think what, one of the things that's been really fun to go through, especially on the task force side, is to get people to see that faster payments is not about speed. It's actually about the underlying capabilities that an improved payment system must have to allow faster payments to exist. So I'm talking about things about security, fraud sharing, uh, improved uh, OAuth capabilities, uh, tokenization, um, you know credit push models these are things that people quite frankly haven't really ever had the haven't been presented in mass to think about and to have everybody collaborating slicing and dicing on these topics was was a really big step not to mention that the money is you know not in your hands and not in the receiver's hand it's just midway and it's if it's taking away and taking three days to settle you know uh, that money could be put to better use Exactly. And I, I spoke with one of our uh, pilot partners the other day, and you know, he made a really good point. He runs a marketplace with him and his team, really connecting buyers and sellers, right? And he said, as, as soon as I agree to pay somebody, that money is no longer mine. And I thought that was really, really interesting. And he's like, so what right do I have to hold on to that Especially given the fact that today the consumer is more empowered, the end user is more empowered, more connected, more vocal, has more choices than ever before. So he was, it was very insightful. He, he was saying that not only is this going to help from a cash flow perspective, but this is going to help from a customer support and user experience perspective. Um, and I thought that that was really, really interesting. Well, Jordan, it's been very nice talking to you. I know you have a very busy schedule today. In wrapping up, how does one learn more about Same Day ECH at Dwala and how can they get in touch with you? Uh, yeah, you can um, uh, head over to Dwala.com. You can uh, find Same Day ACH, a link down in our footer. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're just at Dwala and I am at, uh, at JS Lampy. Well, sir, I guess this is a first step towards faster payments and I wish you good luck and we'll speak soon. Thank you, Faisal. It was an honor. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.